Welcome to LGBT Reach Out. We may be different on the outside, but we've all got the same heart. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for coming back to another episode of LGBT Podcast. Today is a special day. I know it's been about a few weeks um, before I got an episode out, so I apologize for that. But we're back, and I have a special guest. They are actually non-binary, and their name is Faye. So let's give a warm welcome to Faye, and they're going to tell us a little bit about themselves. Yes, hi everybody. My name is Faye Jones. Faden, you can call me. Um, uh, I, my pronouns are she, her, they, them. I am not picky about it. Um, so, being non-binary, uh, I, I'm bisexual also. Um, I came out sometime in the 2010s, I think. I know, like, I'm, uh, I'm 36 years old, and that was pretty late for me, really. Like, that was, like, my my late 20s. So, um, how did I get there? So, uh, well, grow- I grew up in the early 2000s. Uh, middle school was 1998, 1999, for reference. Um, and early high school was, like, 2000, 2001. Um, so... This was a very confusing time to be a non-binary bisexual person. Um, uh, it was discouraged. It was very much discouraged. Uh, the culture I was in was not uh, conducive. Uh, that's putting it lightly. That's putting it very lightly. Uh, not um, friendly towards uh the LGBTQ inclined, um, even though I actually did go to school with somebody who uh, was gay. He he was gay. He was not out at the time either. He came out later. Um, I did know one person who was out in high school, um, Lewis. Uh, he was awesome. But uh, the vast majority of us didn't come out in high school, and we would not dare. Um, there was a lot of bullying, a lot of... Uh, just confusing messages in media. Um, I think now, it, like, there are so many LGBTQ non-binary characters in media that are shown in a positive light. And uh, especially, like, alternative, an alternative uh, lifestyle people, too. They're shown in a, a positive light. Like, there's many cartoons now that have like uh, gay characters or alternative characters, goth characters, and they're all shown in a positive light. Well, at the time when I was in middle school, this was not a thing. Like that wasn't a thing. We were still in the Jerry Springer, um, Ricky Lake era of uh, alt people in America. We were basically like demonized, shown in like this really negative light, shown as like problems, like being punk was a problem listening to metal music was a problem like we were just shown as problems like in the media and there weren't these like positive characters for us to latch on to 
So if you're a kid in the middle of North Carolina in the 90s, like, you don't have a whole lot to latch on to. And your life ends up being a very confusing mess for many years. Um, and sorting it out takes just as many years. It's like untangling jump ropes in a 1980s gym, uh, long and winding and very knotted. Um, and in interspersed together and separating them is very hard. So like, uh, I think me coming out as bisexual, the sorting out the mental aspects was the hard part. Getting my family to accept me was not the hard part, thankfully. I had a good experience with that. Um, my mom has always been my champion. Um, I'm an adopted child, uh, so my parents have always been very forthright about how wanted I was and how loved I was and um, just how, how much they cared about me and wanted me to be happy and everything. Like my parents were really good about that. Um, following through um, wasn't so much like, we'll get into the binary aspects of public and private life of the 90s and how that affected um, my coming out in a minute. But um, there's there were just all of these mixed messages. There was so much derogatory stuff being thrown around at school. Um, a lot of just oh man, if I was gay, I would be so upset or like, oh, being gay is so bad and blah, blah, blah. Like, they're le it led to me covering a lot. Um, I would have never dared to tell Lauren McAlpine, who was my first gay crush, um, <laughs> how much I adored her um, long, blonde, beautiful hair and her eyeliner as that just captivated me to no end. Um, <laughs> I love that though. I love how you just like, that's funny. Yeah, like I'm just putting that out there that I, I did have like these these things going on. Like I'm in puberty. I was also like, I, I had hormone problems. I'm actually chemically non-binary. That's a thing too. Like I'm hormonally non-binary. And that is a big aspect of it. I'm a very complex human being. Um, now, so now, like, how? Sorry, I'm not sure. But now, what does that mean uh, for the people who don't means, understand that, like that you're so, chemically non-binary? Yeah, I'm like an intersex person, and what that means is I'm kind of uh, between genders physically a little bit. Um, and mostly that shows in my hormones. If you test my hormones, I have a lot more testosterone. I make more testosterone than I do estrogen, and they've been trying to pump me full of estrogen for many years to try to fix that. But like, I also grow like full facial hair. I grow full facial hair, uh, got a downstairs mix up going on. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's just a really nice, light way I'll put that. But um, I showed these things during puberty. Like uh, I grew much taller than everyone else. Um, I did not uh, develop lady lumps until I was literally given um, <laughs> hormones. Like it was, it was just a thing. I had like facial hair at 14 years old. 
Um, and that really messed with me too. I got bullied for that. Like people were like, oh, is she a boy or a girl? We can't tell. Uh, are you going to date Lauren now? Just derogatory stuff like that. A lot of derogatory stuff about my way. Um, later on, uh, we're going to skip ahead to my first, my second tour of college, actually. Um, uh, I had a gen ed sociology class and one of the projects we could choose, we had like several different project groups we could choose. We could do a social experiment where the guys shaved their entire bodies and the girls grew out all of their body hair and you recorded for the entire semester how people reacted to you. And of course I chose that because um, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I could predict those results. Like, um, and I, I, I did. I did it. I grew out my facial hair as much as I was comfortable with, which was actually emotionally very difficult for me to do. I mostly uh, present myself in a femme way. Um, and I think uh, that's less of a conscious choice and more of an unconscious choice. Uh, like due to all of those gender norm messages I was receiving in the 90s. And there's a wonderful YouTuber that did a video on this about being bisexual in the early aughts that kind of showcases a little bit of that time and it allowed me to re-understand those messages that I was receiving like, oh yeah, they were really reinforcing that gender binary at the time. And like women had to be skinny and hot and bisexuality was pretty much performative. Like, um, Katy Perry came out with I Kissed a Girl and I liked it. And then there was Britney was Seeking Amy and all of that stuff. And the message that we were sent is that, oh yeah, it's cool to be bisexual. It's totally cool. But it's only in the way that it is for the male gaze. Like you're presenting your bisexuality like for the male gaze. And I never, I couldn't unpack that. Like I could never unpack that. Cause like that co totally goes against who I am. I'm like a very me person. Like I don't just take the messages that I receive and like regurgitate them. I'd like seriously analyze them. Like, wait, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing right now? Is this like how this is? Well, if this is how it is, I don't want it to be that way. So if I don't want it to be that way, then I'm going to do the opposite thing. <laughs> And just and it's also so hard it's when you have so many people telling you this day like, this is how it's supposed to be and you're like wait but that's not you know it's not how I am but it's really hard to do that you know especially like you said in the 90s it wasn't it wasn't really good to be that way because there was mm -hmm. a lot more a lot more bullying, I think, that goes on. Which there's there's bullying everywhere, all the time, no matter what. Uh, but I think yeah. in the '90s, it you know people like yeah they came out with bisexual, but then if you actually said you were bisexual, people wouldn't actually believe you. Yeah, like it was more like there were these levels of bullying, right? Like. Now when there's bullying, it's mostly done like online or like directly at home. You're either getting that in person or you're getting it online. 
But I think in the 90s, there was like this multi-level thing going on. You were getting it in person. You were getting it from media in a way. You were getting it um, online if you were on the chat rooms. I was not. Like, I think on actually online was probably more of a safe haven back then because I think that like chat rooms used to be more private. Like this is before social media giants were a big thing and most uh, chat rooms were private servers run by people. So you could have like your small group of people on your server or in your own little chat room and it was like more guarded. You didn't have to worry about normies coming into your space on the internet and stuff like that. It was a little more privatized. We didn't have Zuck and them coming in and like uh, putting all everybody together basically. Everybody wasn't shoved together yet. Um, so I think that the bullying was more through television media and in that, and served in that kind of way. It was just mo different. It was mo different bullying. <laughs> like, it but it, it was like, it left a deeply ingrained scar upon the soul. If we're just talking about me, I think that that left, and I think uh, people of my generational cohort would say this too, that that popular media being so demonizing of who we were and not having those characters that we could latch on to, like, thank goodness for Dead End Paranormal Park, but that's another conversation, like, of good gay non-binary trans characters, like, nobody had that so we were just like are we wrong am i wrong maybe i am wrong okay let's just put on this mask present like we're told we should and just keep all this inside for right now and i did i did keep all of that stuff in for a very long time i knew at 14 that i was Bye. I really did, and I kept that in the closet for a really long time. I think I was in denial about it for a really long time. And, like, I, st I am still unlearning all of that toxic stuff that I learned back then. Like, I think I actually participated in the bullying, too. Now, I'm not going to say I think. I know I did. Because it was more of, like... I'm going to participate in this to not get it myself kind of deal. And I feel bad for that. And I still am like healing my soul from that. And um, if I've hurt anyone, like I'm like fully prepared to take responsibility for that. But um, it was just, you know, where I was at at the time. And I think because I didn't have a support system like I do now. I ended up staying in the closet for all those many years and not really knowing who I was and not being proud of who I was. And, um, like, the whole point of the story is don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> now, being non-binary, what do mm -hmm. you think you would tell people now who um, are trying to come out? as non-binary, how, how do you think they should approach that? Um... Huh. Or is it kind of <laughs> like, it's kind of who they are and like kind of their own way kind of thing? I think like, I think that's something 
you just gotta untangle it's like the jump ropes like if you if you know you're non-binary and you you want to own that i think just just present it just just own it like if you have those detractors at home or if you have detractors in your sphere like i would say own it um be just start with an an aesthetic start with your aesthetic look at yourself as a canvas um i think that part of my a big part of my journey has been beauty and the beauty industry and um aesthetics in general like fashion and things like that those have been a big outlet for me and when i was younger i used makeup and aesthetics to send that message you know that's like the big part of fashion that's the point of fashion is one of the reasons that fashion exists is to send messages you know um so if you want to express your non-binariness and you don't necessarily want to talk about it but you want to present something of that i say use the visuals use use makeup use your hair like just go in with it and it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to be I feel like there's this like pressure with social media these days that you have to like know what you're doing immediately. Um and people maybe see me and think that that too. And fam, let me tell you. I started in 1998 with a blue eyeliner that I scrawled all over my face like a toddler. Okay. Like <laughs> I like I had these big chunky lines under my eyes. And there are pictures of me like with just big old charcoal circles around my eyes and no eyebrows and no foundation and just like maybe smears of eyeshadow across my eyes. Go nuts, y'all. It you don't have to be perfect. Like there is there is no uh need for perfection here. Like just express yourself. Your face is your canvas your head is your canvas your body is your canvas throw some crap on it um like do what james st james said if you got a hump honey throw a little glitter on it honey and go dancing like just just do what you feel is right like creativity should reign like if you want to make clothes Man, when I started sewing, I just did hand sewing. I didn't even sew. I did glue. I tied shit together. Um my first um fashion piece that I ever made, uh my stepfather who did not last very long because <laughs> he was kind of a jackass. Um he gave me a softball glove for my birthday, right? Um um yeah. And you can imagine how much I use that never. I am like yeah, I don't have to say that I'm non-binary by person who would never step foot in a baseball field ever. I don't know where he got this idea. So I turned this uh softball glove into a two-piece bikini by taking apart every piece of it and tying it together with the little threads and I made this cute two-piece bikini. I was like really into hip hop oh fashion. Oh my gosh, that's like, kind of amazing though. That's it's really amazing that you could do that. Like
just let your creativity run wild like don't bog yourself down with like a lot of information like that was before I even knew what I was doing I just did it because I I've I wanted to and that's what I saw in that thing so just let your creativity run wild like pile fabrics on your face if you want to become a bog witch by all means become that bog witch if you want to be a toadstool <laughs> be your toadstool self live your toadstool best life if you want to be a cicada <laughs> honey build you a cicada suit out of something out of pipe cleaners like just live your best life like uh my ginger expression is so fluid and just whatever I want to be. And I think I've actually gotten a, a lot bogged down by fashion school. And I think that ga gave me a box to jump into. Don't put yourself in a box. Jump out of the box. Uh, throw the box in the trash. Light it on fire. Shit on the box. Or um, use it to be more create creative. Be Use your yeah. imagination for that box. Exactly. Whatever that looks like. Um, right. Uh, like you can you can do so much you can and so mm -hmm. i'm gonna ask you this because I, like i said i don't know much about the non-binary non i'm i don't know how it feels um mm -hmm. but how would you say it how would you say from a day-to-day -day basis how how difficult is it being non-binary like is it do you have a lot of people that um, look down on you and stuff like that be because you are non-binary? Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot. So, we'll go back to that project I was talking about. Um, that uh, sociology project when I grew out all of my body hair. So, I was working at Applebee's at the time. This is the level of uh, crap I can get will say this is the level of like bullying I can get even as like an adult in the workplace um so I grew out my facial hair just a little bit just a little bit like I had a little goatee and my little mustache going and um I uh, I got it to where it was visible let's say uh that my facial hair is a really big point of contention and um self-consciousness for me like, it's, like, I am ashamed of it. I have a lot of shame involving my facial hair. I don't wish that I had that shame, but a lot of negative reinforcement has given me shame about it. So this was me uh, taking my worst fear and trying to overcome it, you know? And so I grew it out. I grew out all my body hair. I'm a very hairy individual. Maybe that's TMI. But, um... I'm walking through the kitchen one day and I hear the cooks behind the kitchen talking about how I have facial hair now and they're not sure if I'm a girl or a boy. Um, and that's kind of representative of the entire experience. That one conversation that was trying to be had behind my back but was being had within my earshot. Um, they knew what they were doing. They knew that they were talking about me behind my back. They didn't want me to know that they were talking about me behind my back, but they did at the same time. And that's kind of the representative of the whole experience as a whole, right? Like, uh, people coming from at you from all sides, like, you're not feminine enough. 
Uh, you have too much of a girl body to look like a dude. Uh, you have too much of a dude body to look like a girl. You are... You're too heterosexual to be a queer, or you're too, um, you're too gay to be heterosexual. It's being caught in the middle, you know? Right. And unfortunately, there's still so much stigma of not fitting in to boxes, whether they're big, little, or in other boxes, you know? And... I'm sorry, but I'm never going to fit in a box. And uh, that's just something I've had to come to terms with. Have I overcome all of the shame, guilt, and uh, covering behavior that comes with it? No. No, I have not. Um, I am still weak when it comes to that. Like, I'm still not confident in my body. Like, I still get mad dysphoria, dysmorphia all the time. Um, it's just something I've come to deal with. Like, I have clinical anxiety too. And, um, like, it's somewhat of an emotional thing, but not really. Like, it's kind of hard to talk about, but not really. I'm fine. I'm fine. But, like, uh, uh, like it's just always knowing that you're going to be somewhere in the middle of something. But with social media and everything, the positive is that there's a ton of people out there that also feel that way. And that's something I've been trying to learn, is to not fight my battles alone. Um, I've done it for so long um, that now it's hard to not do it alone. And everyone needs help occasionally. Right. And knowing that and trying to convince myself that it's okay to ask for help, that it's okay to feel weakness, that it's okay to feel like you don't belong and be like, okay, where do I go from this feeling? Um, that's fine. You can, you can feel that. Let yourself feel it. Let yourself explore it. Don't try to shove it back in there like I did for a really long time and like, just take that plunger and shove it deep in there. Don't do that. Just uh, talk to people. Let it out. And that's why I'm here on this show right now is so I can tell you guys this. And so you can hear me and don't be me. Don't be me. <laughs> that's all like, uh, and, and lean on your people, find your people, lean on your people. Don't try to shove yourself in with people that don't want you there to begin with. And that's a big lesson. I'm going to repeat that one. Don't shove yourself in a space with people who don't want you there to begin with. Because despite maybe feeling like you don't have people, you do. They exist. They may be few. They may be far between. They may be all over this damn country. Um, my people are on every coast. Um, I have some, I have people scattered all over the place, all over this world. Um, but I do have people and don't forget that your people are out there. It just takes some finding and, uh, it takes some exploring. And also it maybe takes some putting yourself somewhere else. Um, another great tool that has helped me find my people is demographic research. Um, there is a ton of corporate demographic research that is meant to help businesses plan where they set up their shops. Um, that also helps for people who don't fit into boxes because you can then see 
different places where people that are most like you are. So use those tools, help yourself out. Um, don't leave yourself in a situation uh, where you're not wanted. Um, just tell yourself, well, those aren't my people and move on. You will uh, save yourself a lot of wasted time and effort and a lot of pain. And if you ever, like I said, if you ever need us, we're always here for you. Like that's that's one reason, you know, we're we're trying to do this for you guys. You know, we want you guys to know that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be who you are, whether that be anyone who you are. You know, like and if you know, if you, I'm sure that Faye, if you have any questions about being non-binary or you think you're questioning or anything, I'm sure Faye would be honored to answer your questions. Oh, absolutely. I am. I'm here to answer your questions like to the best of my ability. You may get a long and winding response, <laughs> but I will definitely answer your questions the best I can. Um, like I said, it's and like you can probably glean from this long and rambling detail that I've just given you. Um, like it's not it's not an easy road to be non-binary and like if anybody tells you like you chose to be that way like no i i didn't necessarily choose to be that way i am this way this is how i came out this is who i am like i have just been this the whole time and i can't be anything else like um uh trust me i've tried <laughs> i've literally tried to be other people um tried to cover and it just never worked so own yourself, uh, be who you want to be, um, there are people who will love you, I love you, um, <laughs> like, if no one else loves you, no, I do, for whatever beautiful, disastrous, wonderful, crazy creation that you are, I, I love you, hear, hear me say that like in your mind over and over and then go do the thing you gorgeous creature you <laughs> and that that's actually probably you know probably what a lot of people actually need to hear what you just said like you know there's not a lot of people that have that support you know like they a lot of people you know they like and i think i honestly think that um non-binary people y'all have it the worst like i I know a lot of people have bad, you know, as me being trans, you know, I do have it bad, but y'all have it way worse. Like, there are so many people in our own community that bash you guys that are like, oh, well, that's not a real thing. And y'all just don't know what y'all want. And there's only two genders and all, you know, y'all get so much hate. And I really hate that for you guys because we're all human, you know, like just what, what is you being who you are matter to anybody else what, what are you are you in your shoes no so how can you say that's not a thing how can you say that you know that's not what this is or that's the, how do you know like you're not if you're not non-binary you have no right to talk about anything about the non-binary you know like I, it just makes me so mad and angry because I, you know, I want everyone to have peace. I want this world to have peace. Like, it is only going to start with us. We've got to be the change. Like, I know, you know, like, with all this shit going on in the world, like, 
it's starting to get worse and worse. They're trying to take the world and make it go back to like the 1800s. Like, like once mm-hmm. they they need to stop. Like this this world is, it became so much more than that now. Like mm-hmm. we all need peace. We do. Um, we really do all need peace. And like, gender is absolutely a spectrum. Gender and gender expression is absolutely a. Uh, a spectrum and it's a beautiful it's a beautiful spectrum it's a beautiful spectrum of many colors many shapes many sizes many all, all of the beautiful shades of humanity that there are you know and people really need to respect that people really need to respect that um and uh there's some cultures that do they're like when the world feels hopeless on that front i find solace in the fact that there are many other cultures who embrace multiple types of gender expression and multiple types of uh, uh, genders and multiple genders. Like, there are cultures out here that do it. Um, uh, Philippines, for example, and Myanmar, for example, and some in uh, Hindi, in the Hindi side of India. There's some out there that do. Um, there's uh, some in Japanese culture, like those things, uh, these are things that have helped me um, really embrace who I am. Uh, the science behind uh, the gender spectrum, that makes me feel good too. Like I have found a lot of comfort and solace and uh, it's given me a lot of definition to go towards science and uh, history and culture and find out that uh, it's not as black and white as they teach us in high school. You know, high school ain't right. Like, high school, uh, our K-12 system in general, Melanie Martinez was right. It's great to get out of K-12. Um, like, it's not all there is. Um, they're just trying to get you to pass tests so they can get funding. That's all that high school and middle school is. Right. The real breadth of knowledge and humanity is out there to find. It's in it's in libraries. It's in it's on the internet. It is um, in other countries. Like if you seek out that information, you will find it. And there is a lot of stuff there. I could I could write my own podcast for days about gender expression in other cultures like that's a whole class on its own but that is something that's given me solace and uh as a non-binary person when there is nothing else when i can think of nothing else when it feels like i am alone there is history and knowledge to back up who i am um and especially with like all the historical stuff about um, the freak show people um, throughout history, like that is our history, you know, that is non-binary history right there. Is we are the, if we were in a different time, we would be in a freak show, or we would be in a mental institution, or you know, there's stories from individuals in that regard. But I find those things beautiful because it means that we have existed for a long time. We have always existed, and whether people have accepted us or not, we have been there, you know? Um, it disproves the fact that people say we've made this up, 
Right. We haven't. We've always been there. And there are accounts all over the place of people uh, being non-binary. Um, and people expressing gender in different ways and people rejecting gender norms. And so so go go and look in history. You'll, you'll find some people to latch on to. I wish I could give more specific examples. Um, uh, I just don't have that prepared in front of me right now, but they do exist, they're out there. One that I really, I do remember one, the Geisha Diva Ichimaru. Um, there is much speculation that she was actually a boy. Um, that's actually something common in Japanese culture, um, in kabuki theater. Um, back in the day, uh, I think this practice stopped uh, early 20th century. Um, most of the roles played, pretty all of the roles in Kabuki were played by men. Um, and there is a special school of Kabuki actors, uh, men who specifically play female roles. And a lot of those men in history were non-binary or gay or LGBTQ affiliated people. And Ichimaru was a geisha diva in the early 20th century, late 19th century, who was extraordinarily popular. She was an amazing beauty, amazing musical talent. Geisha are multifaceted artists. Uh, they're multidisciplinary, they're fashionistas, they're makeup artists, they're musicians, they are um, actors. And there is some speculation, there's no historical evidence, unfortunately, that we have found yet that she was in fact a male um, presenting in female um, uh, expression. Um, and there are all these schools um, and families in Japan even today that um, raise uh, their boys as women to a certain age like uh, in order to um, teach them the grace and mannerisms they need to perform those female roles so a boy in these acting families from the early age of four to like maybe 13 or 14 will be raised as a girl so that uh, they develop these uh, mannerisms and graces and things which is a, that can lead to a whole nother conversation on its own but all that to say that these people uh, people who express these things do exist there are people who live between genders um, just as a cultural practice um, maybe they are gay maybe they are not who's to say but this does exist these things do exist and they find they give me comfort and i find them beautiful i find this beautiful um yeah that's yeah. the end of that rant <laughs> that's that's awesome i mean like you know see you know you've done your research and for anyone that's you know also that you know go do your research go go do what they said go you know go go read about history you might you might find it very interesting as well. Like I, I find it interesting. I didn't know that. Like I, I learned something new today. Like I, I actually did not know that. I think I find that actually really amazing as well. Like I, I just find, I don't know. I just find just like, you know, Faye said earlier, just express yourself, you know, like if you just do you, don't, don't worry about what people say about you. Don't worry about bullies and stuff like that because honestly bullies are just people that hate their lives 
they don't yeah they they really just don't you know they're not better than you they might act like they're better than you but honestly their home life is probably way worse than they're letting on and they just they just don't know how to express it so they're trying to blame you guys just don't don't worry about the bullies because one day the karma will get bullies i believe heavily in karma yeah and another thing that i wish somebody would have told me when i was growing up right like my mom was is very christian like bless bless her heart she really does do her best she's a very intelligent woman um she's very uh academic i mean she was in academia for years she was college professor at winthrop university but she's also extremely religious and the most i got from her when i was growing up was turn the other cheek which is not which is not helpful that's not helpful at all um but here's something that is helpful if somebody's trying to physically harm you defend yourself learn how to defend yourself um if somebody's trying to verbally harass you stay calm uh, stay calm, stand your ground, um, fortify yourself with knowledge, fortify yourself with retorts in advance. Um, that really helps. Um, look up what to do about narcissists. Look up what to do about um, uh, uh, people who try to gaslight you and tear you down. Arm yourself with knowledge in advance so you can defend yourself mentally and physically because you need to be able to do that. I, like, I know that uh, some of you probably have very Christian parents, especially if you're in the South, um, and they will not tell you to defend yourself or like they may tell you to defend yourself in a way that's like very ephemeral, like don't let them get you down honey like like i don't i don't know what they say so some people's parents are just like you better get them before they get you type of thing right. I, I don't know but um <laughs> like arm yourself with real tools don't don't just uh take your parents word for it go out there and arm yourself or don't take just one person's word for it not just your parents like don't take anybody's word for it like uh really learn to defend yourself mentally and physically and i honestly will emphasize that defend yourself mentally part um because that's very important to do and being non-binary you have to be able to defend yourself also have a good sense of humor know how to laugh at yourself like um, also, you can really mess up a bully by just owning their bullying and just being like, yep, that's me, bye. Um, that gets you out of plenty of situations because they're like, wait, what? And then you're just out of there and you're laughing, you know? And then it, and no, nothing, nothing makes them more mad than when they can't. All they want is to get a reaction out of you. If they want a bad yeah, reaction out of you, if you can give them a good reaction, they're going to be like, wait, what? They'll eventually just leave you alone because... They, they only pry on the weak. So, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you guys are weak. I'm just saying, like, that's what they try to do. So, mm -hmm. with what Faye is saying, if you prepare yourself mentally, you can overcome them because you won't let them know you're weak. Yeah. And, like... A good comeback is always good, too. I know I'm, like, the worst of thinking of comebacks off the cuff. Like, <laughs> I, I always did that. I always wanted to come up with a go comeback, and then I'd come up with one a day later and be like, dang, why didn't I say that? But yeah, like, 
Improv is a good skill to have too. So if you've got like uh, some theater inclination, you're halfway. That's like a good tool to have in your tool belt. Is uh, theatrical skills. Yes, <laughs> I honestly, yes. I, I know uh, when I was in high school, theater was my escape. Like theater, mm-hmm. like you know, it gives you a chance to be yourself without being yourself. You know, like it's. You can mm-hmm. express yourself in multiple different characters that you never knew. Even cosplaying, like if you guys like to cosplay, like go do that shit. Like don't, don't have people tell you, oh, don't do that. Why would you want to be, you know, be a cosplayer? What's why do you, you know? There's a lot of people that bag on that too. But honestly, sometimes be who you are inside that character. Like let your character be who you are. If that's how you need to express yourself, you do it you do you like that's that's all we're trying to say is do you and if you need help coming out if you guys want to come on here and tell your story and even if you want to do it anonymously please do i i want to hear it if nobody else wants to hear your story i want to hear it like come tell me exactly yeah me too i want to hear your story and also jaden you bring up a really good point about cosplay that's the thing I did not mention that helped me out a lot. So when I was in ninth grade or eighth grade, I was really obsessed with Orgy, like the band Orgy and Jay Gordon, the singer. I was obsessed with him. Like, uh, go watch the video for um, Orgy's Blue Monday or um, uh, I can't remember the other song. Any song off of Candy Ass, any of those videos from MTV, Go watch those because um, I was watching those and I my mind was blown. I was in love with Jay Gordon's look at the time. Um, I was in love with his hair. He he looked very non-binary. He was like the expression of what I wanted to be. Like I know now that it was just performative, but at the time I was like that. That's it. That's who I want to be. That's exactly what I want to look like. And I basically cosplayed Jay Gordon for a long time. Um, uh, I wanted to look his cyber way. I, I cut my hair still like his to this day. Um, I really do. Uh, he influenced me a lot. And also like David Bowie. I would cosplay David Bowie. Um, I would cosplay those men that I wanted to be. Um, I really latched on to my masculinity um, when I was younger, like I'm more femme now. I, I think it's because I've been dosing myself with estrogen for a long time. But like at the beginning, I was very much mask presenting and um, very into masculine characters, and I wanted to be a boy for a long time. Um, and yeah, Jay Gordon and uh, Lane Staley from Alice in Chains and Chris Cornell from. Uh, from Soundgarden, like all of those grunge guys and uh, those new metal guys from like the early 2000s. I wanted to be them so bad. And so I cosplayed them. I dressed like them. I acted like them. I just did everything I could to try to be them. And I did it for myself. I didn't do it for anyone else. And I did it in my own way. And I don't think anyone ever realized I was doing that. Like, I just did it. And it really made me feel amazing. And it still makes me feel good to this day. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I kept, I keep a pair of Jinkos or a pair of big 
early 2000s pants i'll pop on my jinkos and my band shirts every once in a while and feel like my boy self and and it feels really good but um yeah i used to do that a lot and i loved that so do that cosplay cosplay your favorite people if you see somebody you want to be become that like if if you don't know exactly what you are yet and you see something that you like do it that's how you become who you are you incorporate those things into yourself until they become you you know and that's what i did that's uh, i think what a lot of people do is they incorporate those bits of things that just fascinate them or make them feel good or give them that just jump start of serotonin for the day like uh, and put on somebody else's shoes for a minute and you know that eventually becomes you so don't worry about like having a whole fleshed out unique persona right now just do what feels good do what feels natural right and like i said yep. cosplay that's honestly that's one thing that i absolutely love is cosplay because as we said before you know the characters you can be like you become this whole other person but it's like it's the best feeling in the entire world like <laughs> and and if you want to be your own character just do your own character like i don't know if you guys do D and stuff like that or i don't know if you do Faye, but i've never played D, but i think if you ever want to step out of your comfort zone I've never done it, but I've always wanted to. But I feel like D&D would also be a good way to be who you are, be who you want to be. Do stuff that, you know, most people think is out of the norm. Cosplay, all that. Be who, be, become something else. And then eventually you'll find out who you are. No matter what that is. Exactly. Like, if you see, if you're in a costume shop and you see a skin-tight cat costume that looks horrendous that something from the 70s David Bowie might have worn or Frankenfurter would have worn and you want to wear a studded belt over that and wear it to school by all means do it because it's it'll it'll be not only a head scratcher for all of the teachers and staff that see you um it will become a glorious story down the road that you can tell people and sit on somebody's podcast and be like hey i wore this amazingly horrendous costume and it made me feel genderific that day you know? genderific. that's a great new word i'm gonna start using that genderific <laughs> genderific yeah that's like yeah that that outfit made me feel absolutely genderific it really did like i wish we could like cut to a picture of that because it was glorious head over to my instagram uh faden x fruit myers and scroll down a ways if you want to see that because it's there uh waiting for you to uh just be like yeah that's yeah it was a time um <laughs> also i will be linking all of their uh social media that they want me to down below as well like i do with every guest that we have um and if like i said i'm gonna wrap this up but thank you guys uh for listening i if you're still here you know 50 minutes in <laughs> good for you thank you we appreciate it you made it yeah <laughs> you made it through my inane ramblings you win a gold star for the day 
Thank you for listening to my non-binary jackass ramble for however long this was. <laughs> but yes, and thank you, Faye, for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on here and, you know, no sharing your story. And <laughs> thank you for everything, you know, like that. You, you know, I, lo- I loved, you know, laughing with you. And that's another thing, you know, guys, It being on podcasts, you know, it, it, or if you want to tell your story or something, you know, it's fun. You know, like it's somebody somewhere wants to hear it. Like, no, if you think, mm-hmm. if you think, nah, no one want to hear my story. Yeah, we do. I, I don't care if you say, you know, I jumped off this building and I feel great. Cool. Come tell me. Come tell me yeah. that. Tell me that story. Tell me that. Yeah. Tell me that story yeah. how you jumped off and you survived. Like, <laughs> like, or, you know, if, if you're on this high horse or road that you just, you just need some to tell somebody. Can't, like, you know, I, I'm here. If you know any parents, too, that also want to come on the show, please, please tell your parents that are accepting of who you are. Please tell them to come on my show. Like, I just want you guys to know that we are here to listen. And no matter what mm-hmm. kind of story you have, no matter what it is, if you need somebody to listen, message LGBT reach out. There, I would put the... We have a Discord. If you guys want to go on the Discord, there's a Discord. If you guys want to message the Facebook, there's a Facebook. If you just want to listen to our rambling on our podcast, go for it. <laughs> but thank you for listening this far, and we are here for you. That's that's the that's the mm-hmm. straight line that I'm trying to say. We are here for you, no matter who you are, and we all we love yeah. all you guys. We do, and like my tear, my tear, my tail, my my tail here is a cautionary one, you know. Like I, I tell my story so that maybe you guys can have some catharsis, and I can have some catharsis too. Like I hope uh, hearing this will give somebody out there uh, some a, a cathartic feeling, and maybe you feel slightly less ridiculous because I was ridiculous, you know? Like, I I hope that makes somebody feel good. Because, like, we are here for you. And, like, if you want to talk to us or anything, like, feel free to, like, you can tell us anything. Like, literally, I I spilled my guts here for you. Like, spill your guts to me, man. Like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we got you, fam. We got you. Yes, very much. And uh, yeah, thank you again, Faye. We are going to wrap this up, but you guys have an amazing week. I will see you guys next week with another podcast. So thank you for all you listening to our rants. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening. And hi, Barbie. And goodbye, Barbie. And bye.